Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 15 for the week of June 25th, 2018. My name is Ron Herkins Jr., your host, and I am here with my co-hosts... Tony Carter. Valerie Vidmar. Hello and welcome. How are you two doing? I'm all right. Ah, school's out. School's out for summer. (laughs) Not for me, but... Oh, dude. That means that Valerie gets the kids. Yeah. We've been, uh, yeah. And it, it and, was, and Kendra came here to hide in the corner, <laughs> just to get out. It's only been five days, six days. Uh, oh, it's been a full week, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm confused as to what no, day it like is. Her, I took off no, today, so I'm like, <laughs> actually, it's been uh, not that long because Zoe got out on Wednesday and Harper got out on Friday. Just felt like rubber, and I cried hmm. both times. But that's okay. Oh, fun. Well, Harper's going into kindergarten, so. My oldest my is job's now over. going into high school. Mm. And my youngest is now going into middle school. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't feel that old, but. Mm. Kids have, have a way of doing that to you. And I have these tiny little kids, and you don't even have one that's out of utero yet. Well, he's yeah, not here yet. That's he, in utero. Yeah. Well, one is two and a half, and she's doing her thing. But you're young. Not really. Yeah, you are. Am I? Yeah. 33 is young? I mean, I'm not yet 33, but I will be in August. But. Dude, you're 10, year, 10 years younger than me. That's pretty young. Mm, okay. But that's okay. I'm also shaving. You can't see me, but my face is kind yes. of scruffed. But it's, he's got his summer shave on. Yeah. When my son is seeing me clean shaven, so... So, kids are out of school. What else did you do for your last couple weeks? Um, <laughs> my breasts are slowly getting bigger. I'm getting injected with uh, saline. That's Hur- fun. Hooray for boobies. Yep. Um, I wanted to stop. This is kind of funny. I wanted to stop because I've always been very small, and I liked being small. It didn't really bother me. And so I said, well, can I just be this? And he said... I don't make anything that small. So are you going from a A to a B, B to a C? What are we talking no, about? No, no, no. A, maybe double A. But anyway, A to, I'm going to have to be a B. That's not bad. It's not, I mean, the bigger they are, the worse they are for your back. So you should probably be a 34 I'm gonna C. Be, be nice. No, no. <laughs> maybe. I don't, that would look weird for me. I want to be a I don't B. Know. Whatever you're happy with. Yeah, just <laughs> watch out for your back. I said, I just, just the smallest your back. B possible. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, open and out there. And then <laughs> I did too many figure drawing courses in college because, uh, you know, I had to draw my angst out. So I spent a lot of time learning about anatomy and broad sizes came up because you're with other women in this class and, and as is almost all women. So you learn about breast sizes. 
Yeah. It's weird. I mean, total nudes? Mm, yeah. Yeah. See me? It doesn't bother. I mean, I'm like sending pictures out to people, like my family, friends, saying, okay, this is what I look like. And it doesn't matter because it's not porn because it's there's nothing there. It's like a mannequin. Are you going to get the tattoo nipples put on or no? No. no. I decided not to. I'm not getting real ones either. Mm. Okay. I mean, fake ones. I've seen I've seen a lot of videos of people online, the Facebook, <laughs> that just, of like tattoo jobs. <laughs> That's yeah, gross. And, I'm, uh, what, yeah. What, I'm gonna do. A, You'd have zombie nipples. Yeah. I'm gonna have a. Uh, I'm gonna have a tattoo across. Okay. Tattoo of what? I, I just do a tattoo across. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Like a band. No, well, not making it look like some women have them look like bras. I'm not doing that. Okay. You know. If anybody has suggestions, you just I, put them on up there. Hmm. Things they think are pretty. Go ahead. Flowers are pretty. Um, there is a cool one that that's black and gray, and it's it's like flowers and leaves. It's kind of cool, but yeah. You know, like, anyway, and that um. I was trying to think of movie characters you can put on, but. <laughs> I can't think Rude. of any movie. <laughs> there was nothing that came up that worked. It was like um, you just skip right over that. Mm. Anthony, what did you do last couple weeks? Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm right. making it very awkward right now because I brought up the movie people. Yeah. Um, what have I been doing? Um, I've been waiting for my son to come. He was supposed to be born this past Friday, but you know, Carter's are late. Well, my mom and Sebastian are late. Um, my dad and I, and my siblings, are never late. Um, so he's. You were late today. Well, I mean, I was late, three weeks late when I was in the womb. So that's my only tardiness I've ever... Thanks. That's back when you could get away with that stuff. But uh, yeah, fun times. Um, I've been writing a screenplay, too. I find that when I'm under the gun, under a lot of pressure, I write very quickly, but very effectively. So I've been writing a short that's slowly becoming a feature. Not a big feature, but like 60, 70 minutes. So cool. I want to shoot that in August and September this year, and we'll see what happens. But... Should be exciting. I'm sure can I'm gonna I get it. Come watch. If you want to come, you can come. Yeah, I need you to work. So if you're gonna be on my set, you can sit there and hold a clapboard while I care. You just can't sit there idle staring at me. Um, I will behind. work. So I will work. Good. I need that. That'd be fantastic. So fun, Ron. What have you been doing? Um, breaking your body. Breaking my body. Yeah, got injured a couple weeks ago and just been dealing with injuries. So I kind of set my training back a little bit and. Just kind of recalibrating and trying to move forward. So ignore what happened and move forward. Can I ask you a question? When you get injured, do you like know like when it happens, like when you're running, like, oh, this is going to hurt later. Oh, this is injury. Depends on what it is and where it is. Okay. There's a lot of like, oh, that's just soreness or uh, that's something that, you know, five miles, 10 miles down the line is going to go away mm-hmm. just because like and endorphins kick in and like right. it stretches itself out. Like that was kind of what happened with like this weekend is like, I've been, so out of the last four weeks, I've only ran for one and a half maybe to try to give what was going on in my calf a little bit more extra rest and we've been working on it. And then I ran about five miles and said, Oh, it's hurting a lot. And then I said, well, I'll give it another five miles to see how it's doing and got to 10. And I was like, yeah. And then it just was a hike from there on mm-hmm. out. And it's just like, it's not getting better, but it's not getting worse at the same time. It's okay. just started becoming very uncomfortable and not fun. Okay. And that crosses the line for me. It's like, yeah, I could go another 20, but at Why? what cost? Right. 
And I know I made the right decision because I, when I was all of yesterday, like my calf muscle was tight. So Ooh. if like, if you ever flex and you can actually see like your calf muscle nice and right. tight, that's what my calf muscle was all yesterday. And that's all I feel. Okay. So. Hmm. Reminds me that I forgot to mention that. Did I talk about the fact that uh, Zoe fractured her clavicle? No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. She flew over her handlebars. Jason like looked up. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. And then he just went off. I mean, he feels guilty about it, but um, I took her to the doctor twice. The first doctor said she pulled muscles. And then the second doctor said, uh, we need an x-ray. And she had a fractured clavicle. So she had to be in a sling for two and a half to, th- well, two to three weeks. But this is like the end of school. So she misses field day. Mm. She missed the swimming party. She can't swim. She can't jump on a trampoline. She can't really run and do a whole bunch of stuff. So that's fun for a soon-to-be third grader. That was hard. So we've mm. been having lots of tears and me saying, dude, I get it. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. in second grade, so that would be worse. But yeah. But she wore a helmet. Thank goodness. Or we would have had a major problem. And also, did I ever ask you when you started running and why? Yeah, we can save that discussion for a long another day. Okay. I kind of ran in high school and gave it up for a while and then started back up again. Okay. So that's the short form. There's the short form. I got skinny. I was skinny, then I got fat, and then I wanted to get skinny again. <laughs> and now I'm fat again. <laughs> so it's like, it's a constant battle because I like junk food. Mm-hmm. I see. And going to movies... Me too. Once a week is horrible. Oh, speaking uh, of, did you know they're thinking about adding a buddy? So if you want to take me, by all means. We're going to discuss can. that in the news. I'm just saying. They are? We'll discuss that in okay, the news. Okay, I'm excited. So Let's I go. think that's a good lead into. So first up with the big news, Anthony. So my news, Timeless has been canceled. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I don't know why I'm laughing. She's uncomfortable? Because you're just so sad about it. I, just I feel am. Bad. I'm sad. I'm I, sorry. I feel sad, too. It I'm affects sorry. me. It's a good show. I'm sorry, guys. But. It's rough because, I mean, Timeless was great Timeless. TV. It was smart TV. And we had characters we all cared about and we loved. And things could surprise you on a whim. And secondary characters had boosts, too. Have you not figured out that... Most of America doesn't like smart TV. But they did. Well, and that that's the problem with... If this was a show that was on, say, AMC or HBO or something like that, even with that small of a, yeah. of a fan base, it could have continued. It's right. just because it was on a major market. Mm-hmm. So I still think, even though they said that they're going to probably wrap it up with a TV movie... There's still a chance out there for Netflix or Amazon to come in and save it. But then you have to deal with, do the actors want to continue with it? Because they were on a primetime network. Whereas if you're on a cable network, you have a little bit different vested interests in something. But I'm thinking that they might because they just went through, was it a 10 episode or a 13 episode episode season? Which fits right in line with what... Netflix and stuff put out is mm. short seasons. That's interesting. So the cast and crew are already prepared. It. It's just, you know, smart TV, like I said. <clears throat> um, I also wrote some things down here. I'm going to sum it up. I'm not going to 
do a whole speech. But um, <laughs> there's only so many medical dramas I can watch. There's so many police shows I can watch. I, so I, I just I hear you. And I, I'm tired of Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry, but it's been on TV forever. Oh, God. So, so bad. ER went off when it was supposed to, and I think we need something new. <laughs> no, 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 ER went off 10 years after it should have. That's what I meant, but you know what I mean. No, so, but Grey's Anatomy is, 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 is bad. So Scrubs went off kind of. But, you know, I'm not going to go in there because people love Scrubs, I know. It's just, yeah. But Timeless. But, but Scrubs was at least a comedy. Yes. So you can bear it with it. A Mash. More. That mm. was awesome. It was. But see, people know when to end their shows. Yeah. Like Seinfeld knew we have to end this because it's going to get dry and stale. Let's go on a high note. And he did. So did The Office and the British version. Yes. And that's why I like British drama because they just have, you know, series. Six. It's... I think it's there's more skill involved in writing something a shorter run versus a long run. A long run means you can just extend it and make it miserable for everyone involved. Versus short, you can. How well, many I, well, I think the standard on AMC shows. I think they they've kind of set their standard at like seven show, seven yeah. series, and so they scope it out for six with the extension of the seventh if need be. Right. So there's a couple that do like have that as a guideline and it, you can see how it arcs the show and right. it works very well instead of just randomly making up stuff. shit that happens some of the stuff the I'm shocked at I mean I'm sorry we brought it Grey's Anatomy I loved Grey's Anatomy you killed Derek off what the hell's the point of the show there's no point anymore it's called there's a money cash it's, cow involved in. it's ridiculous and then Scandal I enjoyed and then I, I thought it was over Last year, and then it, they came out with another episode. They came on the season. I watched one episode, and it's like this is not the scandal. I this she sucks, and I don't like her, and so I didn't watch the show this season. And uh, what are the other? Those are my um, oh, and the guilty pleasures. Yeah, I have guilty pleasures, and the one about how how to commit a murder, or how to kill people, or how to the murder show. <laughs> that uh, would be a great so name many. for a show. Come on, the murder show. Um, how to get away with murder? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I. I that, Jason. Is that Viola Davis in that? I think. Yes, so. okay. she's, she's on Luke Cage. She she's won Emmys for it. She does a really good job, but uh, Jason hates that show. Yeah. I just want smart TV. That's all I want. And I want, I mean, I look at shows for their writing, and I think Timeless had excellent writing too. And it caused people to go into Google spirals, which Have I always love. Have you watched Westworld yet? Not yet. I'm getting to it. Dude. I will be soon. Let so. that ease your timeless pain. <laughs> it is a smart show, and don't read the script. I'll try. Because if you read the script, you're going to yeah. completely like. Yeah. What? Well, there's there's signing. I because I my brain doesn't work. She's my brain. <laughs> okay. Um, I personally like This Is Us. I think it's written well. Just gonna throw that out there. It's on ABC. Yes. Or well, I have no idea. I watch on Hulu. That it sounds like an ABC show. Okay. You haven't watched it, have you? No, I have no interest. Really? I'll, see, I'll humor you. You watch wrestling, so you God. watch it. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh. One episode of wrestling, and you, you can. I watch. What show? What what? Episode, USA on Monday nights at 7 o'clock and on USA what? on Tuesdays. No. USA Network. Of an actual wrestling show? Yes, actually on TV. I, I watched them when I was a kid. I hated them. You're not a kid anymore. I know. I, you Sleep over at her house. We'll watch wrestling. 
I'll oh get my God. friend Trisha to come over. I, Trisha, I, you're I listening. Even, we'll have a wrestling Jason's show. Jason's not watching wrestling. We'll bring you over to my friend Trisha's wrestling party. <laughs> Open your view window. Is oh, it trade? Yeah. Is it trade? I do want to make it. Yeah. What other news we got this week? Uh, Valerie. Mm. You got a couple. I'm stealing this from Kendra, but that's fine. Because she found it. So, Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams, the stars of The Greatest Showman, which we watched on our <laughs> makeshift movie theater in our home last night. We got a big, we got one of the screens and then we got the projector and tried to do that whole thing. Nice. Um, yeah, it can, it'll be better. If we, get, we have to make it better. They're doing a remake of South Pacific, which. <laughs> I don't know. I hated the first one. So we'll see. What no, happens. Fine. the first there one's fine. There are some very troublesome numbers in that. It's going to be really interesting oh, to God, see how. It's so boring. Like, they're going to have to cut them. I'll watch it because they're them. You but think? It's boring. Um, and then. I mean, we sang parts of it in high school in 96, but mm. it's like, uh, yeah. whatever. On Friday morning, I got up. Mornings and evenings, I am the most emotional, just that I tell you. I got up. And I don't know, Kendra didn't wake up early. She didn't set her alarm. I thought she'd be up. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, so I watched James Corden do carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney and bawled my brains out. I mean, Harper was getting me Kleenexes. Zoe was, you know. Crying is good for you. Now, is this on his normal carpool karaoke or is this on the iTunes one? This is on his show. Okay. Because then he brought it into the audience and then they did the whole thing. But I didn't tape the show. Is it YouTube then? Yeah, there'll be a YouTube. It, I watched the yeah. YouTube. I watched okay. it on his channel. Channel, yeah. And I watched it and cried because I just did. Paul, your voice. I love Paul. him. That's Paul. And I learned things I didn't know. And there were things that um, I didn't realize that Let It Be, the story of Let It Be, I didn't realize. His mother, who had passed away, um, came to him in a dream and all his troubles, like she just told him to let it be. And that is where it came from. And so then they bring it up and they, yeah, James Corden, he got some tears there. He did. So then Kendra and I watched it and then Kendra and I both cried. (laughs) But she and I went to see him together in uh, Philadelphia. A couple of years ago. So that was awesome. Um, Did you ever, you've, you've watched, um, what's the, Across the Universe, right? It's a good mm-hmm. movie. Cool. The version of Let It Be in there mm-hmm. is the, is the, basically the version that he wrote for, um, who was the female black singer? Because it, it, he wrote it for her and it, came before they released their version it, hers was already on the charts uh R-E-S-B-C-T. oh the, either, no, uh, read the, read the Franklin? Yeah, Franklin. he wrote it for her and so when they did across the universe they paid respect to his original writing of let it be with that scene cool i i i yes i've seen the movie you'd think that i would be completely crazy loving this movie you don't uh-uh you know why? I because I thought I was miscast. Which roles? Um, what's a bucket? The blonde. You mean uh, the, the Rachel uh-huh. Woods? Yeah, I don't like her. Rachel Evans Woods. But 
He was fantastic. I liked him. As Paul, well, Paul lookalike, give me his name, someone, anyone. I know you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, okay. he's Sorry, great. character. Okay, and then um, if you if you read the book, um, The Hate You Give, the trailer first came, the, tra- the first trailer came out. It's uh, adapted by Audrey Wells from Angie Thomas's bestseller. <coughs> so I would, I recommend, highly recommend the book. Uh, but the trailer's out, so you can take a look at it. Uh, a couple other trailers that also came out. We had Welcome to Marin. That's a great looking trailer. With Steve Carell. Yes. A Robert Zemeckis film. Looks uh, pretty fun. He keeps doing unique things and I keep wanting to watch them. So this one I will watch for sure. It's just, it's like blending so many things that I like. So it just blew me away. I just watched it. and um, I didn't. It's, yeah. What, bl- blending what kinds of things? Stop motion. And, yeah, stop motion animation. So it, it's basically Steve Carell's character. Um, he got beat up by a bunch of Nazis, and as part of his coping mechanism, um, is building dioramas with models, and they're World War II dioramas. And he puts them in situations, so it's the heroes saving him as Captain Marwin, and from the Nazis. And the heroes are a group of women: um, Diane Kruger. Uh, Liza Gonzalez and a couple other ones. And so every woman that he meets ends up making its way into his diorama. And it's about him being afraid to confront his his fears because it all leads up to him having to confront the Nazis in court. And all these women giving him the strength to like, you know. And it just, it's a really creative trailer though because it shows like here's Robert Zemeckis just Having fun. Using his, all of his talents and Steve Carell. I like Steve Carell a lot when he's grounded. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's great that he's a funny man, but he's even better when he's really grounded. I agree. Um, Creed 2 trailer came out this week. I was surprised by that. I'm not sure how I feel yet. I mean, it looks <laughs> interesting, but I'm not sure if I'm into the whole let's rehash old blood. So I'll watch it just because of uh, Michael B. Jordan's. <laughs> But you got Drago's son going against Creed's son, so yeah. that should be in. Is it the same director? Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Writer? No. Different writer. Ryan's not writing this one. I think he gave it to someone else. And I think he's co-directing it, too. I'm not sure if he's solely directing it. Yeah, I can look that up. But hmm. but I think I, this was his game plan from the beginning. I think they knew oh, that was? this was where they were going with it. Okay. So hmm. I kind of got to trust a little bit in that. And Ryan has not shown me he can't do yeah, it yet. He's a smart so. guy. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Sarah Connor's back in Terminator 6. Holy uh, crap. Chris Pine is back in Wonder Woman 2 <laughs> in 1984. That's going to be interesting how they're going to pull that together. That picture. They released a um, – Wonder Woman released a pic that said well, they were filming. They started filming, and it was a pic of Chris Pine in the middle of a mall in 1984. Looking lost. Confused. And yeah, so somehow he's going to be brought back into the series and it'll be interesting to see how they're going to do that. There's so many different uh, ways they could do pull it off. We'll see. I saw a, um, well, I saw a trailer, but it's old, I guess, but I was excited by it. But, and um, it was? Well, it was for the Mary Poppins movie that's coming out with What's Her Bucket? Give me your name. Yeah. Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt. Lynn Manuel. I know, but see, I didn't know Lynn Manuel 
Miranda was going to be in it. And well, going. then Manuel is actually supposed to be one of the kids from the original. I thought it, that's what the he character was, he was playing. He's like Bert's like um, protege. So um, that's well, maybe I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I haven't read about it. I just saw him in it, and I thought. Yeah, Zoe is going to go through the roof. True story. I don't think I've ever watched the first Mary Poppins all the way through. I'm, Jeez, I, I don't even shocked. know what to say. My um, That's okay. I'm pretty sure my, I can pull out about 100 things that you haven't watched that would knock me on the floor. My baby room is Mary Poppins. It's still. And my sister drew the whole thing on there. Just saying. Cool. It. Uh, I love Mary Poppins. Do you listen to the music? I've heard it. But it's I'm not a big classical musical Broadway but type it's stuff. Not. That's not. That's not. No, it falls into the classical regime of No, it doesn't. Yes it does. Is no, that King and I the no, same? No it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No it doesn't. Uh, uh, uh. We'll get to that later. Maybe we'll yeah, the... but I don't know. I don't know. For me it does. Okay. Uh, what do we else we got? Da, 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 da. Oh, Fox uh, and Disney and Comcast. Are you still been... fighting over that still? Is well, that... they were until Fox apparently agreed to Disney's $71 billion offer. And so now it's, I believe it's just waiting for regulatory approval. Hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, Comcast came in with, I think when we left, left the show, it was like a $64 billion bid for the show. And then it's a lot of money. Disney said, okay. I'm not trying to be all feely. Touchy-feely? Touchy-feely, but how many many people don't have places to live? How many kids are starving all over the world? How many of this shit's going on? And we have seven, like, this billion-dollar shit going on trying to buy stuff when we have so much crap to fix. It just makes me sick. Just thought I'd share that. Well, you could say the same thing about the government. Well, yeah. <laughs> the government's appropriating of their funds, so. Oh, God. Do we even need to go in? No. Nope. Uh, and then <laughs> one more thing, as you alluded. Oh, did we talk about the Oscars? No, we didn't. Oscars. Kobe's out, or never was invited. But the Academy has uh, invited 928 new members to push diversity. So, uh, Including Daisy Ridley. Yes. Okay. You don't know who that is, do you? Daisy Ridley? I'm just saying, you had that question mark. Kendra does. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, Ron. She's in the new Star Wars. She's Rey in okay. the new Star Wars. I don't know their names. She's the, She's the main female character. Okay, I like her. Recurring pixie character in all Star Wars. But, um, yeah. So she got an invitation, and I think she accepted it. Why do you say Kobe's out? Well, he wasn't ever in, but he didn't get an invitation. He went to Oscar this past year for that documentary that somehow he won for. I mean, it wasn't his work. I mean, I'm sure it was just the animator's job, but Kobe got somehow clumped together with that and got an Oscar. Like, hey, Kobe got an Oscar. Okay. Weird. At <laughs> least Fisher Stevens deserved his. But, um, yeah. Okay. I'm, and the last piece of news, uh, MoviePass continually changes. Um, this has been the fun of being a person who has a movie pass subscription is so now they're introducing on demand pricing so that for certain prime movies, they'll actually add like a little bit of a surcharge. So if you try to go 
say, for example, Avengers opening night, they're going to charge you a little bit more for it. Mm. Um, but in addition to that, what they're rolling out in the next couple of work months are bring a friend type feature. They're going to bring a family plan in and they're going to add the ability to check in and go see IMAX and 3D movies for like $2 more. So if you like go to check in, you can actually check into one of the IMAX movies. And it's like, you know what? Still at the end of the day, it's nine ninety nine a month, and if I want to see one IMAX movie a month, and I only have to pay two dollars more, it's still worth it, it because is. even at nine ninety nine a month, I'm still making out big time. Big time. I I'm averaging three to four movies a month right now. I can't now. wait until Marty's old enough to go. Movie a- Pass. Uh, I did not do Movie Pass correctly this week. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go into that a little bit later, but I screwed that up big time. And was separated from my party, and I feel like that had made the made made the party go down. The party went bust, but we can talk about it later. And so the movie pass thing was introduced the day after AMC came out with their subscription service that they're introducing for nineteen ninety five a month, which allows three movies a week. I think it's three movies a week. Mm. And that includes IMAX, 2D, 3D, but we don't have any of those here, so that doesn't... And what do you mean? Then we don't have any of those here. It's not an AMC theater. It's only for AMC theaters, which the only oh. one here is Webster. And then something with, like, massive discounts on, like, food and stuff like that as well. Oh, my gosh. As, as part of it. Dude. Food. And then, like, if you want to bring... ...people of your family, it's discounts, but that's I'm, where all the money is, is in the food. I'm now... I'm bringing in my food. Bing. Just like you. I'm just, I, I, the last time I spent for food. Rule breakers. I have food I'm sensitivities d- to stale Dude, food, so. it was $51 for food for three people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's even fresh. And that's why MoviePass is worth it. <laughs> It, it just it was crazy. Did she give us free? She's, we are like plugging in so much. Wait, she movie pass movie passes. Helps with food? Yeah, you're helps paying, my cost on going to the food. Yeah, absolutely, he's only paying like ten bucks for anything he wants to see, and then that's every time he goes. Plus, then he has food. So I'm confused. Tickets are expensive. If I get food and I go see a movie every time, I go and see three to four movies a month. Right. Okay. I I'm. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's. I thought you were saying 40, we gave us some type something of, bucks. I'm not paying. Can a discount on food? That'd be great. <clears throat> It's pushing it. I know, but I think we're lucky that we're just we've got this right now, I and too. they're starting to change the game. I mean, the fact that AMC came out with a subscription service and Regal has already come out with their version of a service. That's, that's ten now, bucks. How are you? But it be- doesn't matter. This is the start of changing the way movie theaters operate. Okay, and that's the point of it. At least was to make them change because the prices of movies kept going up and up and up. Right. But so did the food. No kidding. So, yeah. So that's the news. I think we covered a bunch. There's a bunch of other news. So if there's anything else that you found fun and interesting that we should talk about, hit us up. Let us know. Please. Let's move into the recommendation list. Anthony, want to go up? I'll go first. All right. So um, this week, you know, we're waiting around for baby to come because baby's not yet and um, we decided we try to scare the baby out you know because we heard that it works it didn't work um, so 
wife and I watched Split. Oh, nice. Good movie. Yes. Um, it came out in 2016. It was written, co-produced, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, who I have a love-hate relationship with. Um, be nice. I try to be nice. He just he makes bad films sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. I give him this credit. He's trying to do something different every time he goes out. I'll give him that. He does. So He could have taken the easy route. He could have. There's some things he does I don't really like. Sometimes. But it's the, also really hard when you get a blockbuster smash hit with your first one out. Right. The gate. And then notice expectations. Yeah. Scary water. So, yes? I... No, go ahead. Okay. So, Split follows a man who has 23 different personalities who kidnaps three teenage girls and hides them in an underground bunker that we later find out is at the zoo. There's little clues throughout the film that you pay attention, which I always do. But, um... I always do, too. The, <laughs> the theory of the film is basically saying that people who have disassociative identity disorder can change their, their chemistry changes so much that uh, they become totally different people. Like, one personality can have diabetes, one can be superhuman strength, which is the beast, which we allude to throughout the whole film. And some think they're women and that kind of thing. And we have three or so unique characters. We have Dennis, who's a germaphobe, who we think is the one who abducted the girls in the beginning. We have Patricia, who's very old-school Nurse Fletcher, or Radcliffe-esque, like, from Cuckoo's Nest. And we have Hedwig, who's a smart nine-year-old you know, personality. And then we have Kevin, who is embodying all these personalities. Um, and James McAvoy is in this film, and he surprised me. I mean, I wasn't really surprised, surprised, I but his acting chops were on par, just top-notch. And... A testimony to his acting is watching him change facial, his muscles in his face change to mm-hmm. represent different personalities. Um, I fully endorse this film. I'm going to sneeze. Give me one second. Sorry. Okay. Can I, I'm Go glad ahead. you fully endorse it. Can I, I just tell you a story? Because I didn't know you were doing Split, but we were talking about it, Kendra and I, and she told me that she had friends. I'm going to put quote unquote friends. Um, after I heard this, I was like, seriously, these are your friends? Um, who didn't talk to her for, what, two weeks or something? I can't remember. Uh, because she went to see Split and she liked it because they felt that it was giving a negative spin. <laughs> I don't know. They felt like it was completely negative about um, mental illness. It was a horrible movie and it was it was saying that, that if if you're like this, you're going to be like a killer. I mean, yes, it's true. All people with mental illness eventually kill. Hmm. I'm I'm just saying it's just ridiculous. Am well, I correct on that? Yeah, it was just ridiculous. that's if you take it as its face value because there's something. Compl- it's also a movie. no 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 no. There's something underneath this whole movie that comes out at the end of the movie. Right, right. That it's. Tied into unbreakable, yes, unbreakable. I know. So that McAvoy's actually illness is actually his superpower, right? That these people all actually exist; that they're not just the dis- dis- a disorder. Yeah. Well, she tried to explain this, and this is why I feel like yeah. these are not the friends. They're not smart enough to be friends. I was going to say that, but I want to be rude. I think that was I think that was brilliant on M Knight's part was that he let it be that he let it be the disorder and let he was really like that. really impressive. James? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And side note, the reason he was bald in that <laughs> is because when he went to go film X-Men, he was so excited when 
he got to be Professor X that they were going – he was going to be the bald bit, Professor X because he was going to be put in the chair. He shaved his head. And then the people who was directing oh, – I think that was first class. I believe so. They're like, oh, we were just going to put a prosthetic on your head. <laughs> you didn't need to shave your head. So his head was already shaved during filming and so he kept it shaved for split. So that was actually like it a completely added. It definitely did work. Thing. It did work. I mean, uh, now I lost your name. Damn it. Uh, Les Mis and Anne it was Hathaway. also Atomic Blonde was filmed at the same time. So he was bald in that as well. Ah, well, Anne Hathaway, um, she cut her hair for real for Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Worked. Seemed to work for her. Oh, just okay. She actually had that bad haircut and uh, won an Oscar. And there's an awesome thing that with the tie-in to Unbreakable. If you look at the posters of the two. Yes, same. Shatter. I know. <laughs> it's the same shatter. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the glass. Glass. I kind of think. back. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I mean, I was watching Unbreakable. We watched Unbreakable right after, actually. And oh. I'll get to my little review of that one later. But uh, Grace was like, you see M. Night transform his style of filmmaking from Unbreakable to split and you see how he's made better choices and even me from a writing standpoint i noticed that his flashbacks work better in split than unbreakable they're there they work they're good but they're kind of jarring which i don't know if that was his effect or not but you're in and out but with split they're just seamless they just flow more naturally for me i guess it's not to make this a stew but what what um what movies do you not like oh there's so many i don't like (laughs) but just name just like name a couple uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Um, <clears throat> Geely. Um, I've listed a couple on. Yeah, you never seen Geely? That's Kevin Smith. So. Yeah, that's yeah. not. He wrote that and directed. No, it. I think you two are talking about yeah. different things. You're asking what M Night Shyamalan. Yes. Oh, and you were just oh, giving whatever you hated. Holy cow! That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was here like, ah, uh, that's not Geely. Sorry. Um, M. Night Films? Uh, the one with Marky Mark. I can't even remember the name of it. It was so bad. I, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to get into it. I really don't. Okay. Fine. I don't want to bring myself to that point. But um, I did like Split a lot. <laughs> okay. So, and I understand that this is the first time I was in like, oh, surprise ending, because there wasn't really one. It was just like, hey, there's Bruce. And he didn't really appear anywhere when there Dolling down the countertop, you didn't really see him, and then he just pops, Mr. Glass. I'm like, oh, there's Bruce, and yay, yeah. <laughs> so, and he's older, and he's still doing the same job. But um, that's not the point. But still, it's like 15 or so years later, and he's still out there helping people. We just don't know exactly what he's been doing, but we know he's a hero of some form, lower scale. And yeah, that's okay. Just you know, good film all around, good writing. Um, and also M. Night, uh, in the commentary and in the featurettes, because I watch those things still, mm-hmm. um, he mentioned that he grabbed a lot of people from other films that he liked. So It Follows and, you know, production designers and things like that. He f- found them, grabbed and said, hey, I like your style. Come with me. Work with me. That's cool. Um, yeah. And he shot in Philadelphia, his hometown, which he likes. So. Mm-hmm. He has a working studio, full-on editing studio, I believe, as part of his house. M. Night? Yeah. Him and, uh, like, Robert Rodriguez is another yes, guy that does. do it. And he's going to fit a whole symphony in his garage, which is fantastic. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's always he's always pushed the Philly mm-hmm. angle. So, like, almost everything he's filmed, I think, has, had, has been in PA Connections. Yeah. 
It's like Woody Allen in New York City. Mm, yeah. Don't. Mm. That's not. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, is it me next? It is always fun. Okay. I watched a lot of movies. I just realized that I could have done. You've been on a binge. Well, I kind of have. I forgot that I, I did, I did go see uh, Kendra comes into town Oceans. and you just start binging. No, it's called Escapism. Um, I forgot that I did. I did see Ocean's Eight, but I forgot about it. <laughs> so um, it was, you know, fine. It was fine. It was, it was forgettable. Fine. I forgot I watched it. <laughs> um, Sorry, The Incredibles. Uh, we went to see, it was Harper's first IMAX, it, it was 2D. Yeah, it was IMAX 2D, which was, it was fun. It's fun, and I, I laughed even though, ironically, I was, you know, laughing at the parts where uh, what happens is that she decided, she gets picked to go out and be the superhero, and he's staying home. To, to stay with the kids, all right? So we have this little switcheroo and him dealing with the children and reading and falling asleep. And I was laughing because I could relate to that. The <laughs> Mr. Laughing. Mom. Yeah, the Mr. Mom, um, which I thought was kind of funny. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I It was a little teensy bit predictable, but that's okay. Um, I felt like... It was a go. It's a PG movie. I was kind of surprised. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like maybe because of some of the the visuals um, and mm, it's it's not all feel good. You know, we've got some evil in there. But um, I recommend it. I feel like, you know, a little bit. I mean, it's it's animated evil. I mean, it's not. I know. But if you got if yeah, you've got the little, purpose of the the villain's purpose is to completely rid of if you superheroes. Little, so I mean, it's like if you have little ones that deal with uh, have issues with visuals like mine. <laughs> so, but no, actually, they seem to enjoy it. I think. But um, I would say go. You saw it, correct? I did. Yep. And uh, how did you, did you enjoyed it? I, well, probably it's one of those ones. Up, I think my wife's going to take them this weekend because I'm going up to Whiteface. You are? Yeah, I got photos this weekend. Um, cool. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it is what it was. We, we but I think if to me, I kept like some of the animation felt stuck in the first movie. Like it, it's hard. You had 14 years uh-huh. of advancement in animation and and then they go back to a very simplistic animation like the main characters Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl and um the son and daughter um Dash and Violet they're they're very detailed but when they switch over to Mr. Freeze it's just that I'm just like oh my god the animation looks horrible because when they created the characters they made him very simplistic 14 years ago and well because he was such a funny character they kept him and brought him on because now 14 years later you know he's a popular person it was just weird stuff like that that like I kept finding myself like ugh but then some of the newer characters were all much better animation that they brought in with them would you recommend this over Megamind or no 
Oh my God, that's so weird. I just watched Megan Mind for the first time this weekend or this week for the first time. Will Isn't that Ferrell. strange? No. Uh, that's what I feel about. I would recommend it over Megamind, yeah. Okay. It, it's it's serviceable as a sequel. Okay. Did it give me anything extra? Not really. Okay. No. Um, I got a giggle out of the better uh, Call Saul Breaking Bad connection <laughs> um, with two of the voice actors. That was fun. So... I say go. Out of that, I mean yeah. hell. If you got kids and they're out you know, of school and you have nothing to do, take them. I think what Sneaking what made the first thing. one was there was a lot of tongue in cheek adult jokes. Okay, those seem to be missing, or I missed a bunch of them this time because it didn't seem that way with this one. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I think the jokes more had to do with the fact of parenting. Yeah, and and it's like yeah. Well, okay. I've seen that joke played out. Sure. The the dad taking over the mom roles. You know what? We've advanced past that. I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was surprised that they didn't have like both of them working and do the two-parent household working kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You know? So now we go but, back I mean, to the 1950s. How old is Violet? How old is... When- how old is Violet? How old is Dash? All right. So Violet is a teenager. Okay. In my household, my teenager... Watches my other child, so they shouldn't do that. They're children. You're the parent, dude. No, I'm talking <laughs> daytime. I'm being funny. Stuff. I'm kind of giving yeah. you a shit here. Sorry. Um, I I think now that I'm thinking over this, and you've given me something to think about, it is kind of crap that he didn't know how to do anything. But the the new math. I can really identify with. I have no idea. Do the math. It's awful. Again, one of the things I wish they would have left out the trailer because it was hilarious. Yes. That scene with the new math is math is math. It's like it's in the trailer. Okay. The joke's ruined. I know. But I still laugh because I struggle with it. Then, yeah, the math. I don't know why I laughed hard, but like Dash, like going all over the house and like opening up all the things. I'm like, oh, done. I was like laughing like crazy at that. And I was like, I don't know why. It was just stupid I don't find slapstick Dash funny. humor. I don't like, I mean, he's like, the, I don't know. I know he can do all this stuff, but bleh. And Jack Jack with his, what, 18 powers? I know. I was just like, he's all over the house. Okay, this is almost terrifying. I mean, I think he could have been terrifying. Just, just like disappearing and reappearing. And it's going to be like a Jack Jack horror movie. Mm <laughs> I see it. So we may make a trailer on YouTube. But yeah. Be funny. All right, go. Uh, so I saw a bunch of movies over the last couple weeks. The one I wanted to talk about is Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom. My dad went to see it too. That's what he saw it in 3D. Um, if you like dinos, go and see it. I like dinosaurs. I like action. So it kind of checked off both of those boxes. Story-wise, it was kind of sucky. Um, rushed to get the dinosaurs off the island, only to put them in an underground garage in a confined space. And so she's like, I know what's going to happen now. This is really stupid. Mm. Um, but 
there are parts of it that I'm like, man, there had to have been a better film here, and somebody pushed the director away. J.A. J. Bana, Bana. Um, he's a horror film director, and there are shades of like this being a really good horror film that. If it tapped into that more, that would have been a really, really good movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like he was steered away from that. And I don't know if it was by the writer um, or the studio. So I don't know if it was in the script that way. That Because he the visuals were where the scary was. It wasn't in the story. Well, what's it rated? Uh, probably PG-13. I mean, people are getting That's ripped right. in half and eaten. Well, then. Um, but, yeah, so it felt rushed. The first half felt rushed. I appreciated the little allusions that popped up to the original film. Um, there is, like, the scene when the volcano is blowing up and there's a brontosaurus coming down the pier and all of a sudden it's engulfed in a, a cloud of volcanic ash and dust and fire. And you get the same iconic imagery that you saw when it jumps up to when they first see the dinosaur on the island in Jurassic, World, Jurassic Park, the original. Mm-hmm. When it jumps up to grab the thing, it's the exact same imagery, except it's in a shadow. And it's this is the island. This is the island. That was the first dinosaur they saw on the island. Mm-hmm. And it's the last dinosaur they saw on the island in the same exact imagery. That's kind of cool. And I was like. Okay, and then I started, like, wheeling back. I'm like, what other stuff did they do? And it's like, they introduced a couple new characters. What is the first thing that they see? They see a brontosaurus walking by. They get out of the car, and you hear the music, and you see them. And it's like, okay, they did that. And then there's, like, the Jurassic Park vehicle got pushed over. You know, there's that shows up in there. So there's all these, like, little things. But it's just like, man, it could have been so much more. Yeah. I wish they would have stayed on the island and kind of committed to what the plot of the film was setting up to be instead of trying to make a twist and say, oh, just kidding. We're going this way with it. And it wasn't a very good turn. Well, <laughs> and they created this whole new character that apparently worked alongside with John Hammond. And that bugged me more than anything because there was no mention. Here we are. This is our fifth movie. And we've never had a mention of this other character that all of a sudden he worked alongside John Hammond. They were the ones that created the original mm-hmm. dinosaurs and genetics. And this guy has this amazing house. And That's ridiculous. And it's like, we don't know anything less. But yet Bryce Dallas Howard walks into his house like he's God and like knows who he is. It's like he's never mentioned anywhere. So... That's nice. I'm going to put on the record here that I never have watched the film, but I just read the screenplay and reading the screenplay, I felt confused too by what you're saying. Where in my thing from a writing standpoint is you don't take a big set piece like the park, the island itself, and then throw us into the house. And now we're trying to escape a house and fight off dinosaurs and survive in a house. It didn't seem authentic to me. And reading it, it just took me out of it completely. And it felt very horror, you know, esque, but not really. I mean, I don't. I don't mind the idea of bringing it back to the mainland. Right. I think that's cool. It could have been some other mainland. It could have been, you know, Japan would have been funny because you're like the start of Godzilla. You could have had like a little nod to Godzilla there. But instead they bring it to the West Coast in I think it was Oregon, Washington area. 
might have been California. I didn't catch where they exactly was located. And so at the end of the film, they allude, you know, all the dinosaurs are basically loose. And, you know, we know where we're headed with the next one. But we spent a third that. of the film already in the mainland when they were all trapped. And it's like I would have rather have had a different way of them escaping to the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. My dad I went to see did. it alone because, yeah, his wife was like, no, 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 I'm not going to go see that. So he went to see it in in 3D by himself, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and uh, he thought it just it, he tried they they kind of tried to start off with a boom and then it just fizzled and then it just if you, it if you can boring. leave the script on the floor and you enjoy dinosaurs and you enjoy action then it's a fun film you can have a lot of fun with watching you know they're beautifully rendered cgi dinosaurs it is they take that whole location that they had in jurassic world one that where they just built up this beautiful island and it's completely trashed and then they destroy it you know, there's incredible visuals that are fun to watch and suspenseful moments, but you don't care for anybody because nobody has any grounding in it. The whole Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas, Howard relationship, there's really nothing there. Like at the end of the movie, uh, the first one, they were together and you're like, oh, this, and this starts out with them completely separated. And then like, they're trying to like, constantly trying to force them back into a it's like it doesn't work you introduce these two other little characters that are kind of like side characters that were not fleshed out they're just more there as funny like oh here's a little systems analyst who's going to have funny things and he's going to scream like a girl and then here's this other character who pretty sure she was set up to be a lbgtq character and they lopped off most of her story and she spends like this much in it and every time you see her she's trying to make the dinosaur feel better and then you have the reboot the system thing like the same repeat thing and then you have this weird like okay we have a little girl who's Lockwood's granddaughter Uh and we find out that oh the difference between Lockwood and Hammond is Lockwood cloned his daughter who died in an accident and that's who the granddaughter is that's the big reveal at the end of the film thank you so I'm like what 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 why (laughs) <laughs> also the granddaughter can push a button and let all the dinosaurs out into the world the world i'm like this is uh, it's it's way too convoluted for what it was but it has its like i said it has can't its moments it. we're watching it next friday <laughs> yay it has its moments but don't go in there expecting I'm not, anything i'm not i mean i'm just wanting the everyone Jurassic to Park stay world in, in general stay in is seats. kind of out there <laughs> to begin with i mean we're yeah, I mean, I, I get all that, and then just reading it, I mean, yeah, just that was part of it. And then the good dinosaur, bad dinosaur dynamic, I was reading, I'm like, so are they good or are they bad? Are they good when they want to be, we want them to be, and bad when they want, it's just too many parallels of they're good and cute when we want them to be cute. And they're bad and nasty and dangerous when we want them to be nasty and dangerous. So I was, I was like, come on, guys, we, they're dinosaurs, they're scary, they're hunters, they're going to, they can kill us. So this whole cute thing, I'm sorry, just reading My it. recommendation for the film is... If you like dinosaurs, you like action, you like fast-paced stuff, you have go and see it in the theater because that's where it's meant to be seen. If you care about story, mm. don't see it. Don't waste your time. But I say that, and it's like it's almost approaching a billion dollars in sales. Oh, I want to ask already. you a question about this movie uh, because because he did see it in 3D, and I keep trying to find these facts. 
about this 3D thing. So this was a post. Was this mm-hmm. uh, okay? There's very very few films are actually filmed in 3D. Okay, just Usually Michael Bay and James Cameron and a, maybe a handful of other guys. It's a very expensive process know, to actually film it in 3D. But maybe they would have made some money, right? Because it's closing in on a billion. So they would have been okay if they would have. I don't know how expensive no, it you, is. It, you have, it takes a lot to actually, I mean, you have to know how to film in 3D. I mean, having dinosaurs running toward you, that would have been kind of cool if it was filmed. I think that's cheesy. Really? Yeah. I don't. That's like the jaws jumping out of the screen at you. Done. No. I think it takes away from the movie experience for me, 3D. I never engaged in it, so it's never excited me. I'd rather it be flat and just, yeah, I can't. Avatar works in 3D, but I wouldn't prefer to have it had only been in 3D, so. I, I Frozen was very nice in, in 3D. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, st- I'm gonna go there again. I'm gonna say it again. It, it, it was. And on that bombshell, we're gonna take a short break, and we will be right back. For you, the listeners of the Cultural Stew Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Hey, Valerie, what have you been up to in Audible World? I was very excited because this week, um, I believe that I spoke about Beartown. Yes. Which I loved. And then it seemed like so long they were going to have this... The sequel is coming out, and then finally we realized, oh my gosh, it's out. I, was, I feel like I was the first person to buy it, because there was not even a an audio sample on there, which they have on everything. Who did Bear Town? Um, Frederick Bachman. Okay. Um, Friedrich Bachman. And what's his what new one his? about? Um, well, it's called Listening to Us, and it's the follow-up to Bear Town. That's wrong. Listening to us that's, against you? That's wrong. I'm listening to us against you. Again, the mind is in a fog. And I'm and it's okay. blowing the fog away and it's coming up. So, um, Marin Ireland reads this. She read the original one as well and she does a wonderful job. I can't recommend this more. So, Beartown and then Us Against You um, about a hockey town. I never cared about hockey. Ooh. Um, just never did and learned so much about it. But it, it, it goes into so many different people's lives and uh, the feelings, uh, feelings of loss. And it stays with those, as I said before. And now we're having um, the what happened at the end of the book, um, what they were all leading to, is um, being dealt with in this book. But she's also doing, uh, he, sorry, I'm thinking of the narrator, but he's also doing such a great job of writing where there's something else that big that's going to be coming. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm trying to get all the re- listening I can in. But And if somebody wanted enjoyed. to listen to this, how would they go about it? They would go to the audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. 
I believe that's the first time I said it right, and I'm that's amazing. But definitely go to audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. You'll get a month free. You'll get a free audiobook. Free audiobook. That you which don't is, have to turn back. Which is huge. People go it. up there and go go get something huge like a Harry Potter book that costs thirty two bucks or eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. That's that's a that's a thirty, forty dollar book as well. Um, and get it for free and listen to them. Um, and get hooked. And yeah, it's great for your car, for a long, I mean, we're going into the season of people traveling all over and going on summer vacations. This is great for kids and everybody to listen to books. It brings you together. You're listening to the story together. Um, I dig it when you're doing chores around the house and just put on, listen. Once again, that's audible. Slash cultural stew for your free audiobook. And back to the show. And welcome back. Today, our stew is. We're talking about heroes and, you know, finding who we want to be. So, not heroes like heroic, but like. Cinema icons, people who we saw on screen, not the actors, the characters, and said, hey, I want to be that person, or it'll be great to be like that person. So I can kick this off first. Um, I watched a lot of um, weird movies growing up, as you guys all know probably by now. Um, but Big Trouble Little China was on my radar a lot. Um, growing up, I wanted to be Jack Burton. I don't know why. He just made me laugh. He was had that suaveness, the coolness, but also that just dorkiness about him. That He wasn't too serious, but he still had a good heart about him. Um, and I wanted to be like that growing up. And then as I got a little older and a little more mature, and I was still growing up in high school, I wanted to be William Miller from Almost Famous because he was mm-hmm. kind of naive, but he knew what he wanted. And he knew, basically, he wanted to belong someplace. And at that age, in 2000, when it came out, when I was first introduced to it by a friend of mine, Mario Silvestano, um, I was finding out who I was and where I belonged in the world still. So that film gave me an identity that it was okay to be naive and it's okay to be optimistic with life in the world as a whole and even though he is hurt at toward the end of the film like all of us usually are he still bounces back and wants to interview his idol and his role model and say look you may have hurt me but you still owe me this interview and i want to get to know you so those two jack burton and william miller are my two heroes i guess i could say oh my gosh you have two i had two just two holy cow so i'm gonna go next i'd say two that i kind of oh, would probably be Indiana Jones and James Bond. Okay. And it kind of like fits like where my personality. Which James Bond? It was Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Until, yeah, because the new, you know, I wish Daniel Craig was out when I was little, but. He wasn't. Yeah. I was, I'm not a fan of anybody between Sean Connery and Daniel Craig. <laughs> Pierce Bronson did not do it for me. No. Nobody, None of them nobody. did. None, None of them. Um, but it was more like. Yeah, with Indiana Jones, it was the adventure aspect sure. of like, oh, like doing really cool, fun, adventuristic things. Plus, know? he's at one point, smart. I'm pretty sure I had a hat and a whip, and my dad actually had the hat. So I had like a <laughs> kind of sort of a knockoff Stetson, but my dad had the Stetson, like the exact same model that Indiana Jones had. And so I'll often steal cool. it, but his head was bigger than mine. So you could like sit there and you spin it. 
And I just remembered of like when River Phoenix first gets the hat, it doesn't quite fit him. Yeah. And it's like that whole thing. So that kind of like kicked off that. And then like the James Bond kind of teched in more so like Q and the creating things and making like really cool weird gadgets and like, oh, turning a lighter into a gun. Kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd come up with like blueprints of like how could this actually physically be possible. Cool. And That's cool. There are two things that kind of tapped into like who I became a little bit. You know, I like adventure. I like going out and doing things out in the wilderness and climbing mountains and, you know, doing stuff that's dangerous. Like, for example, I'm running at um, this race this past weekend and there's a rattlesnake on the trail. There's a <laughs> rattlesnake in, in the trail. And like the guy that was there, he's like waving me off and he's like, go that way. There's a, a snake. And I came right over <laughs> to it, snapping a picture of it. You know, I'm same distance from me to you with it. And it's like all the people before you, you were the first one that stopped because everybody else went running their asses <laughs> off down the trail. I'm like, that stuff is cool to me because it's like, that's why I do it. I go Did out it to see really cool. No. Did you, what, then, then what? You just took a picture. I just took a picture, watched and, it. And then my friend came running down and said, you got to see this. This is really cool. And then did you run, where did you run? Away from it? Over it? He was already walking. He was already wiggling his way off the trail. So he was at the edge of the trail by a tree. Okay. But, you know, it, it, like, that's still, like, my stuff for cool. adventure is, like... Except that Indiana I, Jones I do stuff like scary that. snakes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, that. <laughs> but, like, going up a mountain, I've never had fears of going up a mountain. Oh, and one of my favorite places is in the Catskills called Devil's Path. And there's just mm-hmm. these huge boulders. And I you're know. literally, like, <gasps> jumping down them and... Jason loves that. ...going down them. And it's so much fun to me. And then... With my daytime work is, you know, creating and fixing problems all day. And so that tapped into the James Bond Q type thing of like, you know, how do you fix this problem? And that was kind of... It took me 10 years to realize Q stood for Quartermaster and what a Quartermaster actually was. Like I was looking at military stuff for a while and like Quartermaster, oh, Q, oh. Master of Arms. There you go. So yeah, I'm kind of, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. There's a cabaret reference I want to throw out here, but I don't want to get into that with people. But there's a, a cabaret song in the beginning where, um, yeah, Texas, and I'm going to leave it at that. But um, it took me a while in high school to understand what that even meant, too. But we all grow up slowly sometimes. Um, moving on. Valerie, what about you? Okay. I'm a girl, so I have to go through lots of different phases in my life. Uh, I can't believe you guys just, like, two. That's amazing. Um, so I wanted to be the Hulk and Tars. two because those are the two I most identify with. Right long-lasting i don't have any long-lasting mm, keep going okay so i have the, the hulk and tarzan i feel like the hulk was able to show his anger maybe i wasn't able to i'm just throwing that out there and then uh tarzan i was saw gray stoke about a billion times i just like the fact that he was alone he was alone and his friends were animals and didn't have to deal with anybody else. So I wanted to be dropped into the jungle and left alone. Mm. Um, and then I didn't want to, then I kind of started into wanting just to be a part. Like I just wanted to be with them, not in the movie. This sounds strange, but just like to be like they were my friends. That sounds strange. But so um, in Stand By Me, I, River Phoenix character. He was so quiet, controlled. He was calming to me. I felt safe with this character, Chris Chambers. I loved him. And so I watched that all the time just to be a part of that group and to watch the the boys, re, like, how they interacted. And I love that. And then 
um, I'm going all over the place, but I want to be with the Goonies. I, but I just I wanted to live it with them, but I didn't want to be a, a Goonie. I, I could say the Goonies I probably tapped into a little bit too, because that was probably around the same time as I was tapped into Annie Jones, and it was that same sense of it's, adventure and it, doing stuff. Yeah, it but was just I didn't have like, any friends, so it, it wasn't the, <laughs> the Goonies. That's like kind of thing I wanted. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like I just liked being part of the group. I liked being, yeah. Um, and then I still uh, to this day go around saying, "Hey, you guys." I do it. I all do time. so. I do lots of things. Um, these are all probably all out of uh, wink, wink, whack. Uh, as far as how when they came out. However, that's okay. Um, when I saw the abyss, I believe I was in college, right? Yeah, I was in college, and uh, Lindsay Bergman. I I don't know. I immediately attached myself to her, and you know the cast iron bitch. But I liked her so much because she was smart. She went in and she just got shit done, and. I really admired her. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of liked the girls that were different or that they had that dark side or they were very um, a force to be reckoned with. You know, um, you wouldn't say Veronica in Heather's was. But when she wrote in her diary, I wrote in a diary and then she figured all this stuff out. And in the end, she got the last laugh. Then I calmed down. When I saw you put Winona Ryder, I was hoping you were going to say Beetlejuice. Well, I started with Beetlejuice. I mean, I started that with whole thing being dark. And, and then, you know, the Adams Family and Christina Ricci. And I liked the dark, dark girls. And then went to the other side. Um, then I felt like I was too much and wanted to calm down and be like Felicity, Carrie Russell. Her character, I just wanted to be calm and... I saw a picture of you this week with short hair. Yeah, I know. Was that around the Felicity time? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why did you see a picture with me short hair? You fa- was it Father's Day? No, oh, yeah. Something. Probably. Oh, oh, that was when I graduated high school. Yeah, I had short hair because I had fuzzy hair, curly hair. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to be like Felicity... Uh, and then just kind of funny. I liked recently watched rewatched um, the fall, and Jillian Anderson's character is probably why I rewatched it. She because I feel like I'm so emotional and my emotions run my life and I'm all over the place, and she can just keep her shit together. And she Jillian Anderson's character is mesmerizing. In the fall, you can see it on Netflix, but um, I kind of liked that feeling. I always want to be somebody who can keep their shit together, keep calm. I'm kind of a mess, but that's okay, too. So the Hulk started it all off. Maybe that's where I was going with that, but I would say. So from rage to keeping all the shit together. And then you have lots of rage, but you still keep it under wraps. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. And I like watching The Family Stone, that the mother in The Family Stone. I loved her. I want to be her when I grow up. And I'm practically there. Um, But uh, just because she was strong. And I liked, I always put it on because I was lonely in the holidays. And I felt like I had people around me. Make sense? Mm. Um, So I like The Family Stone because of that. I like watching movies that bring me into a group of people that I would like to hang out with, like the Wonder Boys, the writers. You know, I want to be with those people. But um, there we go. Dead Poets Society. You watch Almost Famous. <clears throat> I have seen Almost Famous. I Penny Lane, dude. No, I mean, Untitled, not the original, but the one he intended for people to watch. The bootleg. Oh, I haven't seen that. You should. Oh, okay. I like it a lot. But yeah, uh, you just said something. What movie did you just say? That Poets Society? Oh, uh, no. No? No. Right. I, I don't know why. I think it was, um, I don't know. It was completely out of my scheme. I just wasn't, I did not feel, I was just watching them. I didn't want to be a part of them. I also went, I went through a Robin Hood stage too. Mm-hmm. Right around the time I can of Prince of that. Thieves. I can understand that. I it wasn't I took so a archery for a little bit. I mean, it's a good movie, but there's some things in it that kind of jar you. But if you can get past that, it's entertaining. So I just have to ignore Kevin's accent, I guess. And <laughs> that's the only thing that takes me out of it. Everything else is fine. So. The Big Chill. I sat and watched that all the time because I wanted to sit with these people and have friends. Watch Buffy. Please. I know. I know. You right? have that whole woman empowerment thing. You got the whole Scooby gang aspect to it. It's just phenomenal. And Do you, I have friends? Huh? Are there friends? Yes, they're, yeah, Scooby gang. They're Buffy, Willow, and I Xander. Don't like are the initial, Scooby. Well, that's what they call them. But it's Buffy, Willow, and Xander to begin. Then it's Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Cordelia. And then it's Buffy, Willow, Xander, Cordelia, and Tara when Cordelia goes away. Then Do we Angel. have any love triangles? Yeah. Mm, the end, yeah. Okay. It's kind of awkward. Just yeah. wondered. It's a lot of triangles and lines and. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I I wanted to be more like people I was around. Yeah, Buffy's like that. It just has monsters in it. Like real people in my life, I would see and be like, oh, I want to be like her. Buffy. So I'm gonna dress like that, or I want to be like her. Oh, I write like that. I like her writing, so I would write like somebody at school. Buffy. Oh, we shall. No, seriously. The, besides the monster aspect, everything else is grounded in reality. So it's no, just the monsters are allegories. So. I wanted to be more like people that were real around me. Um, people that you were seeing in your daily life. Mm. Yeah. I mean, people that were in my school, people that were my friends. I wanted to like mold into somebody else. I always wanted to be somebody else. I've never, I've never wanted to be me. That's sad. I don't know who I am. I know that my daughter's going to kindergarten. I'm going to have to figure that out. That's sad. I had babies to become. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a mom. That's who I am. Well, it's yeah. a whole different podcast. Um, Lo siento. Okay. Let's, I'm done now. Okay. But good topic. I mean, children have a way of changing who you are, too. They do. They do. So. They make you feel stronger, I think. But they also make you feel... They weak as hell. <laughs> they show you your strengths and weaknesses very quickly. And but they it, give you the time to work on them. But they do because <laughs> they're there every freaking day. But it's also terrifying to love somebody that much. I think I never understood that quote. Actually, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. What 
loving someone so much that it's just like it's terrifying terrifying it is terrifying to me i think it's because i grew up in a small town where lots of parents lost their kids so i don't know it's it's kind of terrifying well anything more you want to tap into with that topic not yet. I mean, I'm still pondering it myself, but I think I we hit it pretty well. So, I think it's a good topic. I really could. We could probably branch out on it a lot I more. Totally but. could talk to about it a long time, but I can keep it short. Which character in the Goonies do you most associate with? Oh, well, if you were to put yourself, hello, you are in the clouds, and we are in a basement. Her. So, I mean, I was the girl with the pretty friend and the glasses and the blonde hair and who... Martha Plimpton. Yeah. I mean, that's who I was. I always was the short-haired blonde girl with glasses that wasn't... Nobody noticed, really. It was funny that had the cute friend that everybody wanted to date. That was me. And then what did I end up with a hot husband? (laughs) It's awesome. Anyway, sorry. Anybody in Goonies you relate with? I think it's a cross between, well, let me think about that. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'd pull up names. Give me one moment here. Stand by me? No, Goonies. um, I know. uh, It's been a while since I've seen Stand by Me. I think I've seen Goonies like probably 20 times since I've seen Stand by Me. I've seen and that would be a a, an underestimation of how many times I've seen Goonies. I saw Harry and Sally a lot. I watched that a lot because I just wanted to be with them. I think Mikey's still there in my head someplace. Like his idealism is still strong. His wanting to like I, I, I don't I keep saying it a lot, but I'm all about family, all about community. I mean, no man's island. I say that a lot. So I think just my philosophy in life is just being a part of something that's bigger than myself or having a reason to stand up and do something great even if it's just one day of doing it or an hour or just so I think Mikey is embodies that and I think I've always felt close to him because he kept pushing and pushing and pushing for what he wanted and eventually he got people to believe in what he wanted his dream you see this mm-hmm. this was my dream Sorry. Yeah. my wish and I take it back I take right. it all back so Mikey Sorry. So. that's Martin Sheen you idiot Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I could go. Quote the whole movie. I, yeah, I dig it. Uh, Rocky Do you have the DVD? Road. Do you have the DVD? Yeah. Have you seen the music video? Yes. Cindy Lauper with all the wrestlers. Y- yes. <laughs> but I always, My I girls think, were watching this and they're like, what is this? <laughs> they were so confused. Baby. It made no Ruth? sense. Sorry. No, do, you not, do you not do that when you see things? Baby Ruth? No? Okay. I do. Kendall's. Kendall's. Oh my gosh. Oh. That's <laughs> a Donner it? film. Right? Richard no, the, directed the that? one where he's like. What's that? Richard that was, directed that film? Richard yep. Donner? Yeah, that's what I thought. It felt like. Yeah, the good dogs. No, they're no, they're counterfeit. They're fake. No, they're not. Um, yeah. What's the main guess this film, wasn't it? Anybody? Okay. I think it was daughter. Uh, I keep going. Cool. Um, but I just have a question. When did Brandy get braces? Mm. No? She kissed the wrong 
boy. And he had bright kids. You're smiling because you know, right? Mm-hmm. You just wanted me to shut up. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no. I can keep going. Sorry. All right. Well, that wraps up that. You took my bike. Looking at our next show. What's our next uh, topic? Oh, there? our topic is a movie documentary that changed your mind about a person, event, a group of people, or an illness. Hmm. Like your idea of what it was or what you thought it was. Um, yeah. Hmm. Like. That's going to be a tough one. I would get. Uh, I, I have just, nothing at the moment. Does it have to be a movie? Out. Maybe a play? Sure. Or a book or something? Um, I don't mind. Okay. If you don't mind. I mean, there's a movie version of it now. It came out in 2003, but I'm just wondering if... I don't care. It doesn't okay. matter to me. I'm fine with anything because I... Books, plays, whatever. That works for me. Okay. But, um, like, for instance, this would not be the one I did, but, like, this is just an example. So I was all hippy-dippy, wore the peace sign, was all against, you know, like, <laughs> it was over, by the way. Vietnam, I was all against war, blah, 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 blah. And then I watched uh, Born on the Fourth of July, and I kind of went, "Oh shit!" Just seeing, I never saw it from the vision. I never saw it from that side, and how people weren't supporting them, and people were wanting peace, and people were, and but but you know these guys are already gone. You may want peace, but these guys are already out there, and they need to be supported. And I never saw it. I, I just I remember just getting up after that, thinking, "Holy cow!" Like I, I think I was a sophomore in high school. Anyway, so that there you go. That was like one. Cool. Should be an interesting discussion. <laughs> if you could think of something. If I can think of something. I know, we have I'm sure time. there are. I just need to sit down and like figure out. Maybe it was somebody. Mine usually reveal or around historic events looking at things through a different lens like that, like seeing things a little differently. I think we could get really deep, but we could have it fun. Too. I'm going to probably be fiery with mine. I don't want to be, but, you know, I can sometimes get a little passionate about things. So no I'll just way. say, mine really? probably be English in America when I first read it. So um, back in like sixth grade. So changed my life forever. So I know it's weird. I know. It's not weird. Will you stop saying it's weird? People say it's weird. Because I read it when I was I that young. I don't give a shit what people think. So, the neither only I, thing but, you, know. you care about are the people in this room and your family. But it opened my eyes to the world. So, um, That's good. You know, like, uh, you know what? Uh, I have a book, too, that kind of changed my life. So that's kind of... I know Next week on Things That Change Your Life. In the movie podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about books. But see, we're a cultural studio, and so we can, talk, we can talk about books and TV and movies and whatever else. Because it's fancy because we're not limited just to movies. No. no. As long as we can talk about them. Exactly. We will. Oh, and I, I don't have a media of the week. Mm, I didn't have one for mine either, so. So I feel like um, maybe rewatch or reread or something what changed you it's very descriptive. maybe explore rewatch something maybe rewatch maybe go back in time 
because um, I did this week. Back to the future. I did this time. I did this. <laughs> back week. to the future changed my my ideas about time travel. I think timeless changed my views on time travel, but yeah. I don't want to get into that. Right Are now. we moving? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> kids corner. Anything? No. Nothing. Go see Incredibles if you've got kids. Okay, there you go. That works. Good job. Marnie will see the room. Um, I got nothing for score of the week. You got any scores? No, I mean, there's a couple that I need to go and check. Oh, speaking on. of scores, not really score, but um, my friend Jackson Cavalier, who is a busker around town, you may have seen him at the Lilac Festival, uh, a couple other places, but uh, Jackson has compiled a list of Rochester artists, musicians, and he put it on Spotify. So it's called Rectify. He put up a list this past week, and I can link you to it on our links. Cool. ROC to Fi? Yes. And it's basically a local artist, and he picks them at random, and we get to listen to our local artists and see what they have to offer. That's awesome. So, Jackson, to you. Very cool. Um, in the game of the week, uh, we had E3 uh, just happened. There's some really cool-looking games coming out. Um, the one I'm most excited for is Last of Us 2. Continuing. Can you, when you talk about games, for, Platform. Me, for me, will you, t- yeah. will you tell me what you play them on? I my my platform is PlayStation Four, okay. Xbox I'm One, a Sony. Okay. Um, I used to have an Xbox, but they just for me they weren't putting out the same quality that PlayStation was, so I kind of abandoned the Xbox Microsoft line. Okay, um, and I've just I kind of like the the stuff that came through in Sony, and it it kind of sucks when they they're only console exclusives. So, like, Last of Us 2 is a console exclusive to the Sony PlayStation platform. So, he won't be able to play it on his Xbox kind of thing. But um, the graphics are just amazingly gorgeous from what they did on that. What's it about? Um, It's a follow-up to The Last of Us, the original, where basically zombie wasteland and them trying to survive. So, think of kind of like a Walking Dead kind of theme, Mm -hmm. but um, (laughs) awkward. He's... She's not quite his daughter kind of thing. He kind of saved her, and he's helping her out. And now it's several years later. Um, but if you want to see some amazing game graphics, just go watch the the trailer. It's a, about a 10-minute trailer. And that's the thing I love about game trailers is you can have a trailer and say it's 10 minutes, and it's just engaging and engulfing. And uh, the gameplay is insanely realistic as to, like, the mechanics of what, and I'm like, I, I want to see actual gameplay. They say it's in play gameplay, but I want to see like, give me five minutes of gameplay. Cause I want to see if this is reacting how it is. Um, the other one that I really look, thinks looks cool was cyberpunk 2077. So think of blade runner mm-hmm. type thing. And it's very like you can choose to do a whole bunch of bad things and it'll take you this one direction, do a whole bunch of good things. It'll take you this direction. So it's very open, as to what choices you make define who the character is going to be all set in that Blade Runner style realism. Uh, just looks kind of funky. So those are two that are on my thing. And I just started playing God of War this week and another one with amazing graphics. And that's kind of where I start is I always start with are the graphics something that I really want to and can spend hours looking at and then is the gameplay in evolving enough to keep me in there and so far it's been pretty good and my daughters have come in a couple times and there she's just like whoa because of the level of detail like in simple things like the beards like you see every little single strand of hair you see all the pores in the skin it's like mm. it's pretty mm. amazing where they've come up taken 
Hmm. Valerie's staring off in space. We need to have a gaming party, I think. Uh huh. Game party, yeah, gaming party, we fun. I can't, I yeah. can't play. Yes, you Not, can learn. This is this is why I never the, started. The, All can learn. No, I started playing. The falsehood of gaming is that. Nobody can play. Everybody no. can play. No, no. Okay. So because no. game games are specifically yeah. set up to be able to cater to anybody of any town. That's bullshit. No. Because <laughs> I had to sit next to my five-year-old der sister who can do anything with an Atari, and I'm sitting here, and she's just like, boom, just can do anything on there. And I sucked, and it was just like... Stop looking at her. Just focus on yourself. That's all. Just look about you. Dude. You're fine. I know, but I'm just not good at it. I just not. We'll work on that, too. I I don't know. I just... uh, I like watching... I think uh, it also comes down to figuring out what kind of stuff you like and interested in, because there's a lot of that, like... I I, I like watching a movie. Well, that that's how the the games I watch. I like feeling like that's what I'm I mean. watching a long form film. I'm watching Derek, my Kendra's brother, who he used to come up to New York, and he would play games upstairs in the loft, and I would just go sit and watch him play a game, and felt like I was watching a movie. Hmm. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting. So, I like watch. I mean, not for a boyfriend perspective. I don't want to sit and watch somebody play a game but i don't mind occasionally watch i didn't mean that that sounded horrible didn't it no it's fine we know what you mean i did i got the <laughs> stink eye big time no i was, I was just trying to like imagine like what <laughs> what i mean is oh never mind i just dig i, I dig you. myself a hole it's but that, that was for me it's always been about discovering like what kind of games i like and what comes games i don't like i mean there's a huge swath of stuff that i, I have no interest in that is extremely popular and i'll like try it you do lots life. of things with your wife, Whatever. so I'm not worried about you. I can't. I can't do first person shooters. I mean, I played Call of Duty once, and I just can't. I like being able to step out of that view sometimes. And it depends I, on what style it is yeah. and what it is. So, moving on. What's on your radar? What's in your queue? Val, go ahead. You're up first. Is <laughs> my but you went and saw something this week. I saw a few things. But you saw something. Okay. Well, just a few more things. I'm waiting like, for this story. I know. I know. But I, I had to start from the beginning. And I'm going to go just real quick because I feel like people should just rehash their... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The heat that you feel when you watch Pump Up the Volume because uh, Kendra had not seen Pump Up the Volume so um, she just about went insane because I said she was talking about Christian Slater because he came up in a movie and I was like, you have no idea. You don't know. You know, and she'd seen Heather's. I'm like, still, you just don't know. So we watched Bob the Volume. Um, and I, you know what? His thoughts on life and being a teenager and all that stuff actually still, he, you could make that today. He could say all the exact same things and it would be perfect about the government and everything. Um, the life is, um, cyclical. What's the circle? Um, yeah, but it, can, it repeats itself over oh. and over through generations. Yeah. He's just hot. And then, um, we, <laughs> okay. uh, then I went to, again, finished the fall, which is rated R that's, there's three seasons. Um, that's Jillian Anderson and, and I think his name is Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan. He's from that, yeah. the, 
he's from the. He was from this first before he was from that. I know, Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I almost didn't watch it because of that, but uh, it, it's, no, he's a serial killer, and uh, it's kind of interesting. They kind of just the third season kind of sucked, but whatever. And then uh, the third season had a little bit of like more delving into like his mental okay. crack. That was you thought, interesting to can me. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. We're going to, if you want to see it, don't listen. Did he have, did, do you think he remembered? Do you think he knew the entire time? And that's. Oh, absolutely. And that's why he killed himself? That, that was all set up in, throughout the series is that he was highly manip- manipulative well, yes. and highly brilliant and that he was always trying to play. So the whole, basically he just wanted the easy way out is why he killed himself. Yeah. I I was upset at how it ended. I don't think it I don't think it ended right. I don't think so either. And I just think it's weird. Like the the last scene with it's Jillian strange. and her I'm like, what? What the, the hell? F-? She's just I was so angry when it ended. I'm like, why did I why did I waste my time doing this? I was having fun watching them like explore his like Me too. his his mental and like playing that little game there and like you know what? I would have been happier if she just walked in and like lost her shit and just shot him okay. in the hospital. Would have been a perfect ending for that okay. because it would have flipped the card. It would have been her finally losing it and him getting his just deserved. Kendra has a good ending. Her ending was she gets home and she goes upstairs and her lingerie is laid out onto the bed. That would have been pretty damn cool, right? That would have been freaky. That would have been freaky. I mean, that would have been cool. He'd been in her house the entire, like, long time ago. Or could she, have just pulled out and, like, I forgot. Was she in an apartment? She was in an apartment for a long time, and then she slept at the station forever. But then she went home. And then to no, have— but, like, could have been also, like, another thing. It was, like, could have been pulled back. And then, like, as it's pulling back, pull back to a door that it's been open, and it was just left ajar. And, then it and she hasn't seen it yet? And she hadn't seen that it was open. You oh. just see a shadow. You know, mm. little things like that. But it's like how they ended. I'm like, what the? I didn't understand. Okay. So then let's just talk about real quick. In theaters now, uh, Hereditary. Rated R. I messed up and I did my little card. Movie pass. Thank you. And thinking that <laughs> Jurassic Park's out. Nobody's going to go see this movie. Nobody's buying tickets, whatever. But I did not end up getting the three tickets together. So Jason is off by himself, and Kendra and I are together. Jason doesn't like watching movies by himself, usually, so that was kind of whatever. Um, we went because we're scary movie people. We like scary movies. We did not research this one enough, obviously. There happens to be a very... Uh, um, you say whatever you want on the show. I know, but it's pretty... It's, it's you realize it's pretty screwed up in the beginning. There's some screwed up stuff going if on. If you've seen the trailer, you know it's pretty screwed it, up. I know, but it did. It still didn't. Still did not do what. It still did not show what it was going to do. And so, um, this event happens, and um, it, I, I even worry about even telling you what the event is. Oh, just say it. Anyway, this event happens. And I knew that Jason's done. Like, I know him so well, I always think he's done. So that's where I 
broke the rule, guys. I'm sorry. I pulled out my phone, which was on the lowest light setting. And his was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know, I knew this. And, and Kendra's like sitting there with her hands, like wringing her hands and like totally freaking out next to me. And I'm thinking, I got to get these people out of there. And then they show um, the, uh, this event happens and then they go back and they show uh, what uh, the result of the event uh, and that's not cool and so I was like okay we're leaving this is too much for people but um, let's just say it's just if you have any problems with I guess I, I guess the entire show is beheading after beheading after beheading but um, it's just the way people get beheaded it's not cool and it was pre- pretty awful that movie is getting raved by critics and hammered by the people. Okay. So, so I'm sitting there trying like, I'm like, I kind of want to stay, but I know they need to go and I'm feeling so much anxiety because I know that these two, my husband and my niece are freaking out. And then Kendra says that the couple next to her, this young couple, this little, this girl's just like, I want to get the fuck out. I want the, I want the fuck out. I want the fuck out. And he's like, no, just, just wait, just wait. No, I need, I want the fuck out of here. I want the fuck out. <laughs> totally freaking out. Uh, before us, two people left. People were leaving. Um, I'm going to have to go back and see it by myself mm. to be able to watch it. So it's okay. I mean, I understand completely why people left. But it's... It, it, it's you feel it's, compelled to go back and watch it? Yeah. Why? Because I want to see how it ends. I don't know, because I was interested in how it ended. I don't know. <laughs> It didn't bother me as much. Sorry. We need a webcam in here. That sounds terrible. I know how. Oh, her. I know. (laughs) She, I mean, she's like having. I know, but she has like PTSD now, practically, for this thing. So. uh, Warning. Warning. So you're going to go back and see it because you weren't invested in the movie enough to make a decision where you walked out. She was I forced to walk I, out, I, I so was she wasn't forced to walk out. I know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So that you're going back because it, like, normally I would have said, "You guys leave, and I'll stay here." I'm surprised you're awake. Shut up. <laughs> now, you have walked out of a movie theater before. We've talked about this before. Uh huh. What was it again? I walked out of a couple, but I they were true stories. True stories of people getting hurt or people going to die, like uh, into the wild. I walked out because I knew he was going to die and I knew it was going to be painful. I just knew. I walked out of JFK. I passed out <laughs> because they kept showing the film footage wow. and I totally passed out. And then uh, Aviator, um, when he gets stuck in the plane and he's burning and he can't get out and he can't get out, got up, left, uh, passed out. I kind of have a pass out problem. There's also a movie um, called, oh shoot, I think it's called um, The Soldier's Girl with Jane Fonda's son in it. And he is, it's a true story and he is brutally beaten. And I got up, I was in watching it with Dustin, my friend, and uh, I got up and walked out and my just like, just completely started getting lightheaded. If I know it's true, and it truly happened, I can't. So it touches something it. a little bit deeper that makes more of a connection for you. Well, 
I know why, but I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. That's too much. But yeah, if I know it, that happened, then it's too, yeah. But if it's fake, no. Or if it touches on something, which, yeah. Anthony. So, as I said earlier, I watched Unbreakable, and uh, I saw Rogue One, finally, with No, what do you think? Um, not bad. The first act took a lot out of me. Like, I was... I talked to Ron about this before. I think that I was expecting a Star Wars, and the film was just moving at a pace I was not used to, but it worked. Toward the middle of Act 2 and Act 3, I was, you know, invested in it, and it worked. I think the audio was kind of off at some places, too, which was kind of throwing me off, but some of the characters were... Great. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this right now. I'm tired of seeing old sage mage Forrest Whitaker on screen. I mean, I like Forrest a lot, but I, I keep seeing him in everything. He's playing the same, like Zuri and Black Panther, and it's just can we play something else or pick someone else to play his part. But all in all, Mattis was in the film, who was a good actor and Danish guy. Um, but uh, in overall, I liked both films. Unbreakable, I've seen before, but it was nice seeing Grace watch it with me and seeing her reaction and seeing where David Dunn had come from and. Who this guy at the end of Split was, you know, why he was so ominous and weird. Um, but yeah, both really good. Um, we've been trying to watch a lot of things to distract us from the fact that Sebastian is coming. And I think he's coming now, but we'll see soon. What? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were getting text messages. I'm getting text messages, but I'm still here. Dun, dun, dun. What, yeah. what so, are they saying? He's um, three and a quarter. He's, he's three and a quarter. Three but third. just, um, you know, Grace is going to have contractions, so I'll be okay, on my way get, soon. Let's get out of here. But um, yeah, I did read Tag. I finally got the script for Tag, and I did enjoy that. So um, I'll be watching that film in a theater soon. When she can't talk through her contractions, you need to go. But we're leaving. So, um, Ron, <laughs> how about you? Very quickly, sum up for me. Uh, Anthony can head out of here as I'm talking. So Just leave. Um, I saw Tag. Best um, of luck. I enjoyed it. I, my wife went. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, I love the um, the action sequences every time uh, Jeremy Renner came on and, you know, what they did with that. Um, it was a little bit lacking in the film, but I thought it was still fun to watch. Uh, the ending when I read it wasn't really, <clears throat> didn't do much for me. But that's just, now I'm not going to spoil it, but it just felt too much and not what I expected. Will you let us know? Thank you. Um, a, a nice bonus to the end of the film is they actually have footage from the guys that it's actually based off of. So there's actually some really funny moments because they actually pulled some of those scenes and actually put them into the film, into the actual story, like versions of them, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Cage season two just came out on Friday and I almost made it all the way through. I had wow. one more episode left. I was trying to get it in before I left, but I had like 40 minutes and it's like 58 minutes. So uh, I'm, like, I'm not going to make it. So Good luck, sir. I'll probably talk about that in the next show. Um, I want to still see. I still haven't been able to watch Marcella and I really want to do that. And another thing that came out that I completely didn't like, uh, we watched Arrested Development, the new, ser- new mm-hmm. season on that. My wife likes the show. I'm just kind of split on the show. It's so cut up and it's that the fact that it's like Ron Howard is behind it is just even more bizarre to me and like he throws himself into the the season too like Ron Howard shows up in the season with Bryce Dallas Howard and have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm I watched like one episode and and I'm just like nah nah I just have no interest in this show okay that is definitely not for everybody I'll say that I thought it was funny 
And yeah, that's about pretty much it. I want to see, um, what did I say I was going to have you watch? Oh, yeah. I got to have her watch Flatliners just for fun. I don't know why, but just to see because let's see. You can watch the remake too. No way. I don't know. Nope, 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 nope. I get really pissed off about that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I really do. And the fact they're remaking Clue pisses me off too. So, I like flames. Flame. Sorry. That makes me mad. Um, so, I, I just can't imagine it being any better. I just can't imagine. I'm sorry. I just. Just thought chair. That's the wrap up, right? That's the wisdom. Uh, social media stuff. Uh, you can find me <laughs> anywhere as GF Media. However, I'm taking a social media hiatus for a little while, so that's fine. Um, go and look us up at Cultural Stew. I am not Penny Lane sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I um actually VB Vidmar on Twitter. Um, but I have also not been on social media that much, but I am going to try my best to do, uh, because I have been watching a lot of stuff lately, just to Twitter. Um, no, that's not, that's not right. Tweet. tweet. See, I'm old man to tweet out, uh, tweet what, out those what we're watching, <laughs> tweet out to the twits, um, with no tits. I can't even believe I said that because I hate that word to know. I hate that word. But it was just, it was there and it just had to say, hey, sorry. That was really terrible, horrible. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> you can find Anthony, uh, SM Torchio on uh, Twitter. He spells it out. S M T O R C H I O. There you go. Um, and like I said, you can find us at culturalstew.net, at culturalstew.net on Twitter and culturalstew on Facebook. So that's been our show. <laughs> yeah, and Kendra's just sitting here like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Catch you next time. The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazir. Available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. The outgoing music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today.
Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site. A way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.